I'm Emily, a chatty 22-year-old inspiring you to love yourself, shed your light onto others, and live in a never-ending world of joy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get to work. Hey, you guys. I am back on another lovely, wonderful Monday with a brand new episode reporting to you live from a brand new city, a new location, and now with one degree to my name officially. So yay, I'm so excited about this. The past week I have, or in the past two weeks, I guess now, I have graduated undergrad with a bachelor's in exercise science from Sacred Heart University. Now I can finally tell you guys where I go because <laughs> I'm not there anymore, unless I maybe have slipped that and then messed up the privacy thing anyway, I don't know. Um, and I also minored in psychology there and was a very active member of my sorority, Caramega. And now, after a week of fun, celebratory senior week activities um, put on by my school and a perfect graduation day with my family and all my peers, as well as a full week of nursing school, I am officially on the second week of my new journey and have stepped into this new phase of my life of being in nursing school. Um, and I, it definitely doesn't feel like post-grad because I jumped right back into more classes and um, honestly more intense classes than what I was used to this past senior year, but it does still, it, it is still starting to feel like my true 20s, in quotes, um, like those years are emerging, and I honestly have been feeling so fulfilled in the past week or so, and this is something that I prayed over for a while now, so if you're anything like, if you know anything about me, it was, or if you know anything about this situation in my life, if you know me personally, you knew that I was super nervous coming into it, but I'm really just happy to see everything kind of coming into the light and unfolding as I am hoping it would. Uh, but anyways, I'm just feeling really refreshed and like I have a new sense of insight. So I think this is the perfect, perfect time to discuss today's topic. And that is the topic of fear and unknown and fear of change. And I used to be so resistant to change. I would get a lot of angst around the idea of doing something new, especially something like I'm doing now, like packing up and moving to a new city where I not I know not one person and starting an accelerated program and expecting to have a fun summer still. But for some reason this time, I, I really like wasn't scared by it. It really didn't feel like something that I was trying to resist. So it just kind of gave me an extra sense of clarity and confidence to speak on this matter because I know just like how I used to really struggle with the fear of the unknown and adjusting to new surroundings and new circumstances. So many people do, and it is so common. It's like you say, like, oh, like, I hate change, and everyone's like, yeah, me too. Like, it's just, I feel like it's just kind of like second nature. People don't like to change. People like to stay comfortable. So today I'm hopefully going to guide you on how to move past that and set those limiting boundaries you have with change aside and make your life feel more continuous even in the seasons that are different than others and when you're going from one thing to the next. Um, I will say bear with me because I am very nervous that my microphone is going to die because um, I didn't charge it immediately beforehand. I charged it last night and then I had a full day of classes. So we are just going to cross our fingers and hope that that light stays blue, which means that it is recording. So yeah. Uh, but I think the first thing we have to think about um, when we think about why change is such a scary subject um, and for me, I would get so afraid and nervous and unsure and unconfident at even the smallest things like going somewhere new for the first time um, or calling a place I might want to work at over the phone and asking if they're hiring or starting a new role in my sorority. And it's like, why is that change so scary to us? And then, of course, you know, there are bigger things like starting college or leaving a relationship that we were very clearly like not doing well in or changes in family or friendships or changing your major perhaps whatever it 
is, um, or whatever it used to be. So whatever it, whatever, let me reword those types of things in my life, whatever it was used to be very much associated with a lot of emotions. And a lot of that would be tears. Um, and just like overwhelm over overwhelm. It would feel overwhelming. We'll go with that. Uh, mainly because I was just so afraid and I'm an emotional person and I cry frequently and I wear my heart on my sleeve. That's all normal to me. But these emotions were very like anxiety driven and I don't suffer from a lot of anxiety, but everyone has anxiety. It's just natural. Um, my freshman year of college, for example, like driving to move in day, we were like on our way from where I live to Connecticut in Sacred Heart. And I literally got sick in the car on the way there because I was just so nervous. And I was like, holy crap, like so much is about to change. What am I doing in this car packed full of my belongings? Like, holy cow. And I'm just like, Obviously, I'm going to say that is normal because, of course, it is normal to feel this way and feel overwhelmed and scared and afraid. But I will say things, I will say that things like that don't have to be your normal on a regular basis. So, well, like, I think with all of these emotions, I had surrounding change regarding any situation and stepping into the unknown. I think at the root of it, I was concerned with how others would view me in this change, but also majority of the time I was just so concerned with how I would continue to view myself in that change for example once I had a once I had really started working on myself and I set all these good habits in place and I was forming relationships with great people and nourishing my body properly and all these things that I talk about all the time I just kept saying you like you know whenever people would point out and be like hey Emily you're doing a really great job in this and I'm so proud of you I've really noticed that you've you know like changed your ways and you've helped yourself I just be like yeah well like I would just say back to them, like, yeah, like, thanks, but, uh, you know, but I'll see if this sticks around once I go back to school because I started setting those habits in the summertime. And I was just like, why did I let that anxiety take over constantly? Like, I didn't even acknowledge, I didn't even try to acknowledge my accomplishments and my, um, my desire to want to keep those things in my life. It's like, I knew what I wanted to do, but it was like, I was too afraid of the circumstance changing to even, like, consider that I would maybe carry out those things through the changing circumstances. You get what I'm saying? I didn't need to do that. I really just needed to trust myself that in the future I will, or I would have, I will continue to take care of myself because I am teaching myself how to, in the current moment, now, unconditionally, regardless of the circumstance. Most of fear is rooted in doubt, and most of that doubt um, is within ourselves and our confidence. Because, you know, we want to make sure that we are going to be able to provide for ourselves the physical, emotional, and psychological support that we need at all times of our life. For me, at least, that is why I worry most. <laughs> because I've lost myself before, in quotes. Everyone knows that saying, you've lost yourself. And I don't want to lose myself again. And obviously, anyone that has been through that or is going through that, they don't want to be that place either. They just, you know, you function better when you know yourself best. So, for me, at least... um, that is why I worry most because I've lost myself before and I know what that feels like and I don't want to do it again. But then you get so caught up in protecting yourself and trying to stop yourself from changing that you just end up so comfortable that sometimes that comfort just turns into settlement. Most of the time, actually. Because in reality, you're capable of doing and achieving so much more, but you're too afraid to even inch towards that idea. So you just stay way, way, way below it because it's easier and more comfortable. It's like, you know, you can dive off the high board, but you choose to stay in the kiddie pool. And what good does that do for you? Nothing. It does doesn't make you a better diver because you're just hanging out in the kids with the kids that don't know how to swim <laughs> and you know like you have all that knowledge you might as well put it to good use and try to further it instead of just hanging around with people who aren't even going to understand it so it's like you know now I'm getting on a tangent it's like you can always go back and 
teach the kids that don't know how to swim how to swim and maybe eventually how to die. And I'm not going to get into that aspect. Um, but yeah, so you have to do things that scare you in order to face fear in the face and overcome it because otherwise your life will become just overwhelmed by doubt and you will forever be stuck in the kiddie pool, basically. But that's hard to do, you know, getting out of the kiddie pool and going to the high diving board even when you know you can, but it's a little scary. And things that challenge you and things that scare you and making way for change and going into the unknown head on, it's hard and it's scary. And I know that because I've been there. So here are my five best suggestions on how to stop trying to take the lead in your life and letting your life start leading you. Yeah. Moving away from fear and self-doubt and into the unknown with confidence and peace. My little, my little, uh, cheat sheet, I guess, if you will, my five facts. So first focus on the facts. What is right in front of you? For example, when I was planning to go to nursing school, I was nervous, obviously. I still am kind of nervous because it's still very new to me, even though I'm in week one. Um, like I was so nervous, but once I got here, I was like, yeah, this is going to be so going to be okay. And I really did believe that wholeheartedly as soon as I started it. And we let our minds get so far ahead of us that we're not even like running in the same race anymore. We need to consciously remind ourselves to pause for a minute and just kind of reel it in or else we will always be on this race to find the answers to what is like days or weeks or months ahead of us or maybe won't even ever happen at all. So back to my nursing school example, when I felt myself getting nervous about whatever it was pertaining to starting this new phase of my life, I would just ground myself and focus on the facts. So maybe one day I was worrying about the workload and also managing having fun. The facts in this scenario were one, I was going to be in nursing school 30 hours a week and two, that I was going to need to study outside of those 30 hours outside of class. But the facts also were, I know that there are going to be people my age going and two, I know that a healthy balance of school and fun is good for mental health. And then after reminding myself of those simple facts, starting this program didn't seem too overwhelming after all because I know that I can combine the two facts or four facts um, and kind of like debunk my fear, if that makes sense. And after a while, I was just like so conditioned, my brain was just so conditioned to thinking that way about the situation without even trying so that by the time I got to school, I was like, okay, time to start. And that was that. Then it was like, I went to class on the first day. Okay, I'm going to go grocery shopping, whatever. But then the second day I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to give myself an hour. On the third day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a fancy shower. Like, you know, I'm, and then the weekend rolled around and I went out to dinner and drinks with my friends um, that I made. So it's like, it was okay. It was my facts debunked my anxiety over that situation and it didn't seem so scary anymore no more freaking out in a bad way at least I mean I was freaking out a little bit in like an excited way but yeah no more excited anxiety is just ease and I think this was a skill that I had learned from my therapist back in 2020 either that or I had gotten it from a book or something I had read but either way I have been using this technique focusing on the facts for a really long time now since 2020 and it's created a really strong sense of reassurance in my life, especially partnered with the mantras that I'm going to explain in a minute. Next, number two, we need to change or be more aware of our thought processes. I'm reading this book called Reinventing the Body, Resurrecting the Soul by Deepak Chopra. Hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Probably am not. And it's all about how our mental has a really large impact on our physical and vice versa. Very interesting. And if you're into holistic healing and stuff like that. I definitely recommend it. I'm only on page like 70, but I feel like I've learned so much so far. Anyways, um, in this one section of this chapter I was reading, it talks about your quality of attention and how it dictates your life, whether it's unhealthy or whether your quality of attention is unhealthy or healthy. 
The example the book gives is about a woman who is worried for 50 years in a row that every time she would go to get her wealth check, the doctors would tell her she has cancer. And finally, on that 50th year of worrying in a row, the doctor said to her, hey lady, you have cancer. And the book says that the woman said, ha, I knew it, or I told you so, or like something along those lines. And God forbid it's cancer, obviously, not good. Everyone, like no one, I don't wish it upon anyone, don't wish it upon myself. But how many times have we worried about something along those lines like you worry 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 and then finally it comes true or more often you worry 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 and then it doesn't come true and even if it did come true did being afraid of it help you now that it came true no definitely not because when you worry you aren't preparing you're just doubting and being resistant to change your quality of attention is unhealthy because you aren't making way for everything that you need in order to prepare for what that unknown to come is like that woman in the book, had she given up that worry after maybe year one or two, she would have spent 48 years more free, more present-minded, more open to change, maybe more proactive in health and other ways. Who knows? We don't need to have risks and challenges and hardships and nightmares at the forefront of our mind at all times. They are there to keep us safe, like, you know, simple things like we, we know we shouldn't touch a hot stove, but those are based on either past experiences in which, you know, you maybe touched the stove and got burned, um, or facts like someone tells you don't do this because this will happen shift your quality of attention to expansion and surrender to the unknown rather than trying to predict it letting go allows your life to move so much more freely as it's supposed to rather than when you just try to control it um even if it takes you you know 50 years <laughs> um and next my third little tip is what i like to do whenever i would start ruminating on these scenarios when everything you know would be different or like when i was like in it in that time of change I would just repeat these mantras to myself to just reassure that it was all this fear and anxiety about the change and the unknown is just all in my head because sometimes you really just have to pause and ground yourself like I talked about before and bring yourself back to where your feet are because our mind just wanders so easily and using your imagination is one of those things where you've literally started to do like as a baby as an infant like it's one of the first couple stages of development so no wonder it's so easy for us to just let our imagination run wild but as we get older, obviously, we can kind of use to tend that imagination to our disadvantage and use it to make up scenarios that are just really weighing on us. But now that we're um, more aware of that, we can just bring our quality of attention back to a healthy level. Yeah, I'm losing myself, sorry. Um, and take all that creativity and not make it the worst situation possible. So when my mind does start to wander, I feel like that was word vomit. Sorry guys. But when my mind does start to wander, I just like to focus my eyes on what's directly in front of me currently at the current moment and repeat to myself, you are safe. In this moment, you are safe. And I can't take credit for this technique, um, if you will, because it did come from my mom. And while she did give it to me, give this advice to me in one like very specific situation, I have used it in many other situations and it works every single time, even in like the slightest bit of doubt and fear. Anytime I get nervous about something, you know, if I'm like walking from my car to my front door when I was living in my college house um, by school at Sacred Heart, like I would get nervous because some of the, the people that live there, you know, I'd get all these alerts about break-ins and robberies and armed at gunpoint I don't know but I would even you know I would just I would repeat that mantra to myself you are safe in this moment you are safe and it would just kind of bring me back to reality and just focus on what I know and focus on the facts um so yeah sometimes depending on the situation um and I'll add you can add like 
I add other mantras and affirmations like too. Like I'll be like, I'll about the current situation, like depending what it is, like, um, maybe if I'm studying for an, if I'm going into an exam and I'm afraid what I'm going to get, I'll be like, you are safe in this moment. You are safe. You prepared, you studied the way you should have, like just those types of affirmations. But yeah, that one in this moment, you are safe mantra is like so helpful. I think it's definitely different than repeating you will be because that is still future tense. There is still a question there, you know, it's like that still what then it's like, well, what if I'm not? It's like you will be. But what if I'm not? So I like saying you are because when you say you are, it brings your mind back to the current moment and still allows you to focus solely on what's sitting right in front of you. It brings reassurance no matter what is in front of you and you are safe right now. You get it? And when that time does come where you do move forward and into that future moment that you were worrying about and now that future moment is the present moment, you are still safe in that moment. It's like a cute little cycle. It just reminds you that like you're constantly being taken care of. You're constantly taking care of yourself like and you can be comforted. And I think that is all we really want to be. And that's why we get worries in the first place. So, yeah, that's I like that a lot. And I hope that you guys find that helpful because it has really, really helped me. Um. And yeah, so I think it's number four now, but I also really just started living by the phrase, if you have time to worry about it, then you have time to pray about it. And no matter what you believe in, I know this is all the time, but I do think it can help you because if not prayer, it can be journaling or meditating or just educating yourself on what's to come. But all that phrase is saying and all that phrase really encompasses is just that you have a better way to spend your energy and time than dwelling on something that hasn't even happened yet. Whatever is meant to be and whatever is meant to happen to you is only going to happen for you and for your highest good. There is no opportunity that will pass you by, and if it is truly meant to be in your life, it will be there for a specific reason. And while we are in control of our decisions, I believe we are not in control of our entire life because we are not in control of... Actually, I'll explain that in a minute. But yeah, while we are in control of our decisions, we are not in control of our entire life. So do what you can, but don't harp on what you can't. You get it? You will never be able to to control... This is what I'm saying when I was like, oh, I'll get into it. Um, but you will never be able to control the entirety of a new circumstance or situation because you can only control yourself and what you feel and what you behave. Not anyone else, not anyone else who influences anyone else. You get it? Like, you can only control so much. You can only control yourself. So while you control your own decisions, you really can't control your life because you can't control everyone else's decisions around you. So it's just, it's like all these, like, mini butterfly effects. You get it? Um... It just all, yeah, all those little butterfly effects go into one teeny tiny interaction and one situation that, so you have like no control over it basically. And while that may scare you about the unknown even more, choose to find peace in it instead as a challenge. Because as soon as you catch yourself worrying about what's to come, just make a plan on how to tackle those emotions that you feel with something else productive instead. So for me, I like prayer because I like the idea of waiting on and listening and looking for a sign and guidance from something bigger than me, from God. But maybe if you don't like that, you just like the idea of journaling about it because it makes you feel more in control, even though we just talked about how you totally aren't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, test out different things that work for you um, and don't expect to get immediate comfort from them in the first time around. But stick with one technique and just try and work at it and like, I, like, example, the first time I prayed, I literally didn't know what I was doing. I was like, well, this isn't working and it's stupid. But then I tried doing it more and more and more. And now it's actually a really big sense of peace for me. So maybe you journal once. You're like, this took too long. My hand hurts and this is boring. Like, no, keep at it. <laughs> Stick with your technique. And I guarantee that just like the little mantras, this will help you too. Because like I said, all this is saying 
if you have time to worry about it, then you have time to worry about it. All it is saying is that you have a better use, you have a better, there is, bleh, words. There is a better way to spend your energy and time than dwelling on something that hasn't even happened yet. And finally, number five, above all, just remember that the world is not going to stop turning the second something is different in your life. It may not feel like it, especially depending on the severity of the change that you're feeling or going through, but life really does go on. And I mean, there are tons of situations and they can range from like really detrimental, example, losing a loved one, um, to something heart-wrenching but not super significant in the grand scheme of your entire life, like a breakup, to something very minor like inconveniences or like a change in your body. I remember last summer I was home and I was thinking about body image and it was, yeah, I said it was summer already. Um, and for some reason I can't remember why I was thinking about it like so much. And I was like getting a little down on myself and I was said something in my head like, well, I'm glad at least I don't have stretch marks on my butt. And before you get mad or offended (laughs) because you have stretch marks on your butt, listen to this. That night, I showered and I went to go put on my PJs and I looked in the mirror and guess what? There were stretch marks, stretch marks on my butt. And you know what I did? I said to myself, ha, huh, kind of funny because I literally just said it wasn't, but whatever. And I didn't say, it's okay, you're beautiful anyways. And I didn't say, oh, I'm so mad now I can't love myself because these changes, especially minor ones like that, they aren't good or bad, especially minor ones. They are neutral. Some may be more sad or more happy than others, yes. There's a wide range of that, but just like little, just like these um, minor inconveniences, even the big ones, they are just little eyelashes on our timeline of our big, joyful life, and they do not always need to be given such significant meaning. I moved cities and started a new school last week, and I was like, yeah, part of me wants to be like, oh my gosh, I am so proud of you, but I can't believe you're doing this, and it's crazy, and what about your family and your friends that you're you're leaving in different cities and different areas of life, but like, wow, this is so cool and fun, and And of course I have done that, those emotions, those good and bad feelings about the situation. Those are great to feel and you should feel them wholeheartedly, but they do not need to control your life. And that's how I view it. You get me? I can still feel excited and proud and a little nervous without it consuming me. I can still feel nervous and jittery without it controlling me. I moved. That's a fact. I started a new school. That's a fact. I don't know anyone here. Well, I mean... No, it's been a week. I do have a couple friends. Yay. (laughs) But that is a fact. And in each of these present moments, I am safe. And in each of these present moments, there's an opportunity to feel an emotion. So I do not need to dwell on them because they will, the present moment will renew itself and I can feel a new emotion in that, in that present moment. Let me know if I'm not being clear. I'm feeling like this kind of makes more sense in my head. I did write this last night at midnight, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just easier said than done. But if you definitely have, if you have questions on this, definitely please, please, please DM me. Um, or I honestly even think you can like write comments in like the podcast, like on Apple Podcasts. I have no idea. But I would love to chat about it because this is something that I've certainly struggled with. And I even got a comment in my Instagram DMs. Shout out to the girl who did this to me because it takes a lot of gut to kind of be vulnerable like that. But I also do appreciate a lot when my listeners talk to me because I love talking to you guys. Like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, I'm not a very big platform, but, like, this is so cool to be able to connect with people. Um, but anyways, she reached out to me, and she was like, I would be, like, laying in bed for days if I was you, if I had just moved to a new city. Like, I don't know how you're in school. And, like, girl, like, that used to be me. Like, I used to just not want to go. Like, I told you, like, I threw up on the way to move-in day in my freshman year of college. Like, I was not that person. But now I just, I somehow just 
worked on implementing all these simple little things I talked about. And I have this new way of evaluating change and heading into the unknown. So yeah, please talk to me about it. I would love to do some more conversing because if, it, if I'm not being clear, especially, please let me know. But yeah, I hope this episode, um, you were able to take a big deep breath after and realize a couple of your anxieties about your own personal upcoming unknowns, because I know we all have at least a few, even if they are minor. And repeat to yourself some of those mantras we talked about. Know that you are safe and be strong out there. There is so much life has to offer you that you aren't even aware of yet. So yeah, um, I loved being back on the podcast with you guys. Thank you for allowing me to take a week off. Uh, I definitely needed that adjustment period. But be sure to pass this episode or podcast along to anyone who you think could benefit from hearing from it. And if you would like to take the time to rate and review this podcast, as well as follow or subscribe, depending on the platform you're listening on, I would so appreciate it, as always. Can't wait to see you guys next Monday, and until then, I wish you so much joy. XOXO. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I really hoped you learned something today. If anything resonated with you, be sure to share this podcast with anyone else you feel needs to hear it. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to email me at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my Instagram for more motivation and inspiration daily. I love the community we have on there. You can find it at The Uncensored Self. Your listenership is everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next Sunday. XOXO, Emily.